From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the impact solo masturbation has on your sexual and emotional intimacy when one of you engages in this activity without the other knowing about it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we we're go. Gonna, we're going to go for it. Uh, you know, I want to share an anonymous quote I found to just really tie into this. And it says, keeping secrets from someone is no different than lying to them. It's still dishonest. Mm-hmm. And I think as we're talking about this topic of solar masturbation, when your spouse doesn't know about it, we need to dig into that and really go, what's the emotional intimacy that ties into this? But, you know, we want to welcome all of our first time listeners to Absolutely. the One Extraordinary Marriage welcome. Show. We're so happy to have you here. And one of the things that we do at the top of every episode is to share a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to share the breakthroughs that those of you in the one family have had, where you've seen transformation, where your marriage has been and where it is now. And this mm-hmm. hug came from an email that we received that says, I'm writing to you all the way from Norway. So thank you for being listeners all around the world. We love you guys. She goes on to say, I discovered your podcast on op- Apple Podcasts when I was looking for inspirational podcasts about marriage. Mm. I've listened to your first 10 episodes now, which goes all the way back to 2010. And I must confess that I had a long break between the third and fourth one because number three made me so angry. Mm. There were different things that provoked me. Your 60-day sex challenge, I thought that would be impossible to do with children in the house. How you seem to have the perfect marriage, and not the least, the McDonald Theory episode. I guess it made me feel a bit guilty. Mm. I've been married to my husband for 12 years. We've had small children for over 14 years and haven't been focusing enough on us as a couple or our intimacy. It's been too easy for me, although he's not always in the mood either, to come up with excuses of being too tired or too busy to be intimate. It was, we were disconnected and I was frustrated with that. Sex felt more like a duty we had to do with a certain amount of frequency, but not often at all. After a while, I started slowly and gradually to shift my focus from only me and what I want at all times to also considering him, Mm. wanting to make him feel wanted, wanting to connect with him, not rejecting him and not wanting to hurt him. And after being angry for a while, I have returned to your podcast. Thank you. Side note, she's not the only one who's gotten angry at an episode or two taking a break and come back. We know that. Uh, She goes on to say, I really look forward to hearing the rest of the episodes. My shift in focus has helped us so much. We both want and seek times to be intimate a lot more often, which also makes us feel so much more connected. The little change is so amazing. I can feel the butterflies again. Hmm. I must also underline that I never do anything I don't want to do. For example, if you've had a really bad day for either of us, it's possible to explain that to one another and try again another time. But flat out rejection or bad excuses, no more. Mm, that's good. That's good. It is good. And, you know, I give it to you for stepping aside and coming back in, mm-hmm. y- you know. And, and, I, and I listen to this and I go, 13 and a half years ago, there's no way we were perfect. <laughs> There's no way we even had a perfect marriage. Not even marriage. close. We don't have a perfect don't, marriage now. I don't think we have it now. Maybe we've gotten better with the with the podcast and, and know how to how to speak a little more clearly and 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 flow 
And yet I get it. We touch buttons. We're going to push some buttons. We're going to challenge you guys. You know why? Because we want you to have extraordinary marriages. And we do these episodes sometimes just to challenge us Mm -hmm. because it makes us better people. It helps us to grow. It makes us have extraordinary marriages. And so if you get angry, it's okay. It's an emotion. You can have it. You get to choose what you get to do in your marriage though. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to keep on growing, if you want to keep on pressing in, if you want to have some breakthrough, if you want to have some shifts during seasons when things just aren't going your way, don't stop listening. And here's the key. Be intentional and take some action. Mm -hmm. Because in those times when I felt down and out and not wanting to do anything, it's because I've been inactive and I haven't taken action. And sometimes that can be just bringing up a question to Elisa that needs to be brought up. And I can feel stuck. So all the way to Norway, thank you guys. Mm -hmm. We love you. We are truly blessed and honored to have you part of the one family. You know, you said a few minutes ago that sometimes we we bring up topics that are going to push buttons. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of those topics. Yeah, just even the responses we got, it's it's we're pushing a bit some over buttons here because talking about masturbation is a really sensitive topic mm-hmm. for a lot of people. You know, whether or not it's okay, what is okay, and we acknowledge from the top of this episode that there are a lot of cultural and religious points of view on the topic of masturbation. We're not going there in this episode. Not going there. That is something for the two of you to discuss within your marriage. It actually helps to strengthen your emotional intimacy. But what we're focused on in this episode is really digging deep into this topic of solar masturbation, specifically when your spouse does not know that you are doing it and the impact that it's having on both your, specifically your emotional and your sexual intimacy. Correct. Because it does. I don't care what you think. I don't care about the people that said it doesn't have an impact. I've sat across from enough people, enough couples, enough wives and husbands to know that when you are doing something that your spouse doesn't know you're doing, it ultimately does have an impact. Mm. It, it just does. You know, it's kind of like the, the quote that I shared at the top of the episode that talks about the fact that, that keeping secrets is still brings a level of dishonesty into the marriage. And you know, I want to define masturbation for all of us. Those of you that have been around for a while, you know I'm kind of partial to definitions. Merriam-Webster.com is one of my favorite resources. And Merriam-Webster.com defines masturbation as erotic stimulation, especially of one's own genital organs, commonly resulting in orgasm, and achieved by manual or other bodily contact exclusive of sexual intercourse, by instrumental manipulation, occasionally by sexual fantasies, or by various combinations of these agencies. So let's, let's, I mean, that's a that's, long, that's a lot of words. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of words. So let's break it down. Stimulation of one's own genitals by manual contact or instrumental manipulation, sometimes with sexual fantasies commonly resulting in orgasm. That's getting rid of all the extra words in that definition. Okay. And, you know, it's one thing if the two of you engage in masturbation as, you know, part of your foreplay or part of initiating, but it becomes another thing altogether when you are doing this by yourself and your spouse isn't aware. Yeah. So I, I just want to share how we're looking at this. Sexual intimacy, initiating, foreplay, um, and sexual intercourse. In that time frame, and I can share this with Elisa and I, touching ourselves, like me touching myself, Elisa touching herself, in that time of 
for play or even in sexual intercourse. It's mutual. We know we're, we, we're, we're engaged in that activity. We've talked about it. We're seeing it. We're doing it together. Mm-hmm. It's when, and this happened many years ago in our marriage, it's when I'm viewing or fantasizing about somebody else and hiding away, sneaking away, masturbating, ejaculating, and Elisa has no idea about it. She may be here. She may not be here. It could be use of a hand. It could be use of other agents. It could be whatever mm-hmm. it may be for a guy, for a woman. That's what we are talking about. Elisa had no idea that this was going on. I, you know, and, and because of that, I was fulfilling myself. I was being met. All my needs were met by my own devices, we could mm-hmm. say, without her knowledge of it. And the reality is, is this isn't a one-sided thing that just men are doing. Like, if I can be real honest, there's a reason the vibrator market is what it is in 2023 when this episode is being recorded. You mm-hmm. can get them in all shapes and sizes. You can get them in all speeds. We've tested so many of them, all of these kinds of things. Like, like you can get a, a vibrator that meets your needs and you don't actually need your husband. Mm-hmm. And I have used vibrators on my own. I have had clients who have done that where the vibrator, I mean, we did an episode years ago called, um, is your your vibrator vibrator a clutch, a crutch, crutch. you know, getting into this place of, you know, we can get into a situation where we don't need our spouses to meet our sexual needs. And when that happens, there's a big old crack in your sexual intimacy pillar. And there's a crack in your emotional intimacy pillar because the two of you have disconnected and you're getting your needs met by either your hand or another device by fantasizing about somebody else, looking at porn, reading erotica, whatever it might be. And it's not your spouse having the opportunity to meet your needs. Mm -hmm. And that becomes really destructive. I do want to say this though too, because I'm sure some of you are going, well, you know, I'm doing that because, you know, my spouse doesn't meet my needs or I'm not, he's not fulfilling my needs or she's not fulfilling my needs or I just need a release because I'm stressed out. Mm -hmm. Got it. What, again, what we are talking about here. And if your spouse has knowledge of this, that's a whole nother conversation. I want to say knowledge and is okay. Because there's one thing, have knowledge knowledge and and is okay. Because there's one thing for a spouse to have knowledge. Correct. They're not always okay with your choice. Correct. Again, what we are talking about in this episode is you doing that in secret, Mm -hmm. in private, without the knowledge of your spouse. Mm -hmm. In that time frame, in that, we heard from a lot of you of what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recently, we did an Instagram poll asking the question, um, have you ever masturbated without your spouse knowing? We had just under 500 responses to that. And 81% of you said, yes, mm. you have masturbated without your spouse knowing. Mm. And I, I, you know, can tell you that in a response pool of that size, it's going to be both male and female. Yes. Right now where it gets got really interesting was how do you think your solo masturbation has impacted your marriage? Now, remember okay. this is all self-reported. This is what people think. Um, and what you've said, right? So some people said, it makes me want sex more with my husband. Um, somebody else said, it creates a lack of sexual intimacy because of the constant rejection. Makes me feel disconnected from him. Typically, there's already a lack of connection that leads to that behavior. 
I'm the higher drive spouse. It takes the edge off so that I can connect better. It gets the job done, but still leaves things unsatisfied. Makes me feel betrayed. I feel inadequate if my spouse does it without me, like I'm not meeting his needs. Sex seems like a chore for my spouse. It's easier if I just do it. And as one person commented back to us, if you want to do it solo, why be married? Mm. There were a lot of emotions mm-hmm. from people who really, I mean, you, can, you heard that word disconnect come up in so many of those responses. And you know, it, it really heightened for me this, this awareness of the fact that we have to be talking about this. You know, I was sitting in a coaching session yesterday and working with this couple who just really, they dove into the six pillars of intimacy and stepping into this place where they're creating a marriage that's just based on transparency and honesty. And the husband looks at me and he says, he goes, you know what, Elisa? He goes, it's actually fun being transparent with my wife. Like, like we're getting to the root of things. She's developing the skills to be able to hang in there and, and not shut down and look at me when we're having hard conversations. And, mm. and, you know, here's a couple that, you know, they had some dark things in their marriage. They had some tru- struggles they were overcoming. They had felt disconnected and there was betrayal and all this kind of stuff. And yet they are learning the skills to be able to build intimacy And that's all we want for you guys. Because when I hear these kinds of responses, I'm like, there's a lot of disconnect. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of conversations that aren't happening. There are a lot of husbands or wives who don't feel safe or comfortable being able to have this conversation. Because maybe, maybe you've just never talked about your sexual intimacy. Maybe you've never gotten into alignment on how to build specifically the sexual intimacy pillar, but maybe all six pillars of intimacy. And we need to talk. It's, when it comes to a topic like solo masturbation done in secret, we need to talk about what that looks like and how you can really address that in your marriage. And we're going to do so after this break. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off, of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Elisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now, our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We're back, and we're talking about how to build and foster your sexual intimacy around a topic like solo masturbation. And I'm going to ask you a question that up until probably when we started One Extraordinary Marriage, I think Tony and I would have said no. And the question is, have you ever talked about what masturbation looks like in your marriage? Yeah, no. (laughs) We had never talked about that. Did I know that Tony in, you know, I mean, I know that, and we've shared this, I know that Tony had looked at porn before we got married. I knew that porn was part of our marriage. Like, like I knew those things, but I don't think I ever like, either I didn't want to know or I didn't ask the question or it just like was, and so I didn't ask. 
right? And he, he wasn't, and we weren't having conversations about masturbation. Well, and I, I will say the act is one thing. What you feel and what you experience because of it is lasting. Mm. And I've learned that over time. And, and I've realized now, years later, having not masturbated probably in, gosh, going probably on 20 years, you know, solo without your knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's the guilt, it's the shame, it's the almost even the disgust of myself for not having the desire for you, mm. you know, that outlasts it. And not having those conversations and being able to talk about it, I think kept me in that place. It's when I was able to, like you said about this couple that you've been coaching, it's when I was able to face my own fears of being vulnerable, of taking off the mask, of getting real with you, that's when things began to shift. Mm -hmm. And so there is an act that happens and, and many of us will, will take something like this and be like, well, it's just an act and, and we'll take it for face value and we'll try to be very black and white about it, but it's okay. And yet if we look deeper and if we ask those questions, there's some things that are going on. Mm -hmm. There's some hurts, there's some loss, there's some, there's some depth to it and why we're, we're there. And I don't think our heavenly father wants us to sit there. And you know what I mean? I don't think you want to sit there because I know for myself, I felt worthless. I felt I had a lack of confidence in myself. The integrity that I believed in was shot. Hmm. And that creates all pillars of intimacy having cracks in them. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's, that's where the conversation starts, right? You know, how do you feel? If you're the one engaging in this, how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. How does your spouse feel about it? And, 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 and that's a tough one to actually listen to them because it's very easy not to. And I was there before. Well, and uh, we had a lot of people say in the responses, I don't think it makes a difference in our sexual intimacy at all. Yeah. Like there's and, no problem. And what I would say to that is, do you know that because you've had the conversation with your spouse and they're okay mm. that you masturbate without them knowing, or do you just think because there's a difference between knowing that it doesn't make a difference and thinking that it doesn't make a difference. And if you know, cool. Rock and roll with your marriage. If you're just thinking it doesn't make a difference, it's a conversation to have with your spouse. Because if you aren't talking to your spouse about what you're doing, my question as a coach is why? Why are you keeping it from them? Why aren't you sharing what you're doing? Why are you concerned to bring it up? Why hasn't it come up mm. in conversation? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. And it's a, it, it, I think it comes up with many a different topics when it comes to marriage. Why aren't we talking? Why aren't we bringing things up? You know, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And if we're there, do we need some help to unlock those sort of things in our own lives and, and get those conversations going if we're unable to do that? Just the two of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I get it. This isn't an easy thing to bring up. Like this isn't, isn't like, hey, honey, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? Italian or, you know, Mexican. It's like, hey, honey, how do you feel about the fact that I masturbate sometimes and you don't know about it? Two totally different conversations. I'm not, I'm not minimizing the weight of it. I'm not making light of it. I am telling you, if you haven't talked about it and because here's what, ha here's what can happen, right? You can get into patterns. And again, this can be male or female. 
I am not, I am not pointing my finger at the guys and being oh, you've like, had this coaching is, clients, both sides, oh, both sides. Right. But, but I am telling you that if you start getting into a place and because this is, this is the path that this can start to go on guys, if you are using your hand mm-hmm. to masturbate, yeah, go there. Your the amount of pressure that you can apply, the tightness that you can, you know, the strength, the muscle, whatever, however you hold yourself, is going to be vastly different, hundred percent, than how your wife feels. The vagina is very different than a hand. I, I just like straight up, that's biology. Mm-hmm. The amount of pressure, friction, all of that kind of stuff is very different. With a hand. Ladies, I'd say the same thing to you. You pull out your vibrators, you know, you're fingering yourself, you're doing all that kind of stuff. You can apply pressure, specifically if you're using a vibrator. The and I only know this because I laugh every time we turn on a vibrator that gets sent to us and I can hear the the motor. But the intensity and the pressure. Oh, I could never live up to some of these vibrators that we've gotten in recently. I mean, they're awesome, but holy cow, there's no way my finger, my tongue, any part of my body could... You can't move like that if you're a guy. I, I just couldn't. Yeah, there's just no way. So so whether it's a man masturbating or a woman masturbating, using a device, their hands or whatever, they w- you will feel different to yourself than your spouse could ever feel to you. Mm-hmm. That's truth. And that becomes a slippery slope because then if you can't, or you can actually, and this has happened, you can actually get yourself into a place where you're so dependent on the device or your hand or whatever that manual stimulation is that you actually can't even orgasm with your spouse. And then all of a sudden that disconnect that was already there, a lot of you talked about, starts to grow because you're so dependent and I'm calling it out. You're so dependent on something or someone that is not your spouse, meaning yourself, that it, it puts you into this place where some of you don't even want to have sex with your spouse. Well, and I'd even go with, you know, when you're talking about the, the definition, and let me go up to it here real quick, um, where it even within the definition, you, you know, the sexual fantasies part of it, we haven't even brought that up. And, and I think in this, with what you're discussing has a big part of it mm-hmm. because what we see in our mind can impact how we're able to have that sexual fulfillment with our spouse. And so when it comes to solo masturbation, spouse has no knowledge of it. And we, the individual who is masturbating is sexually fantasizing about other people, other other positions, whatever it may be, that in itself will cause a disconnect with you and your spouse. And it took me some years to reprogram, to deprogram the the, the, the thoughts I had mm-hmm. to look at Elisa as my beautiful wife and go, no, this is the sexual intimacy I want. It's with you. And yet, the thoughts, the images, all that stuff in your mind takes you away from that fulfillment. Absolutely. And, you know, it's getting into how are the two of you going to build and define sexual intimacy and strengthen the sexual intimacy pillar in your marriage? You know, when I wrote The Six Pillars of Intimacy, The Secret to an Extraordinary Marriage, there's a whole chapter Chapter mm-hmm. 10, devoted to sexual intimacy. And the same couple I had the coaching session with yesterday, he's like, Lisa, he goes, I have to laugh because I first got the book 
He goes, six pillars of intimacy. I'm expecting like one of the first chapters to be on sexual intimacy. He goes, you put it as the last chapter. And you know what he said after that? He goes, now that we're working on our marriage, I understand why you put emotional intimacy first. We had to be able to talk about what was going on in our marriage. We had to be able to talk about the areas where we had brokenness so that we could get into this place where we can define what sexual intimacy is going to be for us, what we need to do to repair, what, how, you know, going beyond sexual intercourse, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I build, you know, safety within the marriage for my wife? How do I connect with her? What are the things I say to her? How do I get her to engage? What does she, how does she show up? All of these different things. And, you know, like, they are having conversations about sexual intimacy that they would have never had. Why? Because most of us aren't, you know, it's not like there's a course that says, here's how you're going to talk about sex with your spouse. Mm. There isn't. It's why we get behind the microphone so regularly talking about sexual intimacy. The One Extraordinary Marriage Show really has become the course for so many couples around the world. But it's getting into this place saying, hey, is masturbation, does masturbation have a role in our sexual intimacy? Does solo masturbation have a role in our sexual intimacy? Mm. And what does that look like? Because there were a couple of comments that we got there. Like I, I use solo masturbation to heat things up, to get me ready. So it's part of priming the pump literally for. <laughs> well, I, I mean, in that way, I look at it as an initiating or even part of foreplay. It's, it's the knowledge. Your spouse has knowledge well, I, the way I took it in some of these comments and okay. comments on Instagram are always open to interpretation, but that somebody might not know, but it's what's actually like they're, what they're doing. It's kind of like putting on lingerie. They might be masturbating to get ready for the sexual activity. Their spouse uh, doesn't necessarily know, but it's the okay. It, it's the equivalent of putting on lingerie or maybe brushing okay. your teeth. Yep, yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, but again... Have the two of you had the conversation so that you know that there are times when your spouse is going to do this mm-hmm. or when you, you know, if you're the one that does it, when you're going to do it, like I'm going to go masturbate and I'm going to like send you a text when I'm all hot and ready. And like, I want you, or you're on your way home and I'm at like, what does that look like? Mm. What are those conversations? How are you using if the two of you choose to engage in masturbation? How are you using that to strengthen your sexual intimacy pillar? What does that look like? Yeah, because here it is. Again, when it's happening without the knowledge of your spouse, I think what we have seen most often over the years that we have been helping couples is trust has been broken. And on either side, and some of us can brush it off and be like, oh, it's no big deal. And yet there's this underlying current. It's almost like a riptide in the ocean. You don't see it, mm-hmm. but dang it. If you get caught in a riptide, you get pulled out. Like, and if you try to fight it, people die. And, and I really believe that this is one of those areas where we don't physically die. Like we don't, we don't get buried six feet under and go to heaven type die, but inside we're, we're, we're dying. We're dying. And our marriage is taking a hit. And we've all seen it and many of us have experienced it. And that trust that we have with our spouse is vitally important. It's the integrity we have to stand on our word and do what we say we're going to do. It's the vows that we spoke. Hmm. 
And so when we're, when we're, when we're performing an act that is pleasing to us and yet is hurting our spouse, trust is being broken. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause here's, here's the deal. Keeping secrets, engaging in behaviors that your spouse doesn't know about is a huge slippery slope because I will tell you in 10 years of being a marriage coach, everything comes out at some point in time, whatever you're doing in secret is going to get discovered. And what I've come to realize is that discovering discovery in a marriage is much more destructive to the marriage than revelation. Meaning if your spouse discovers it unexpectedly, by surprise, the amount of destruction, Mm -hmm. the doubt, the fear, the insecurity, all of that becomes so much heavier than when you choose to man up or to woman up and step into a place of revelation, which opens the door for healing, Mm -hmm. for restoration, for repair. But you get to choose. I've sat across from couples who have gone both ways when it comes to things like solo masturbation. And you, you get to be the one at the end of the day to make that decision. Yeah. You know, this week, you get to choose, as Elisa said. If this is something that's been going on in your, in your life and in your marriage and you've been like struggling, this is your time. This is your opportunity because you know what? You can recover. You can have an extraordinary marriage. You're listening to two people who have, and I will tell you the freedom you will walk in is so much better than everything that you're hiding. Yes. Is there going to be some tough times? Yes. Are there going to be some frustrating moments? Yes. But guess what? You guys cling to each other. You guys are on the same team and you will get through this together and you'll come out stronger. And I know for a fact that you will strengthen your pillars of intimacy and you will have some of the best emotional, sexual intimacy you could possibly have because you're letting something go that is destroying you and your marriage. So go out there this week. If this is for you, maybe you know somebody this week who needs to hear this message, send it to them, share, be a light in their world. Thank you guys for being some of the most amazing people on planet earth. You are the one family, and we are truly blessed and honored to have you in our lives. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. Love you guys.